Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of ClearedCast. I am Katie Keller, Editorial Communications Manager with Clearance Jobs. You know me, but you don't know my guest. I'm really excited. We have the International Spy Museum back on the line with us. And this is Andrew Hammond. He is the historian and curator at the International Spy Museum. And today, our topic is something really cool. It's about the new uh, pop-up exhibit that the International Spy Museum is currently holding. It's Codes, Ciphers, and Mysteries, NSA Treasures Tell Their Secrets. So some really cool artifacts. We're going to touch on a few of those today. The NSA exhibit is, we're getting close to that closing. So uh, hopefully this will entice everybody to go check it out last minute. But Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Clearance jobs. We love our secret squirrel espionage spy topics. So I'm really excited to have you on the line today. So first I thought, tell us a little bit because our audience may not know you. Tell us about you. You know, what interested you in everything espionage and tell us a little bit about your role at the International Spy Museum. Sure. So at the Spy Museum, I'm, I'm the historian and curator, and I'm one of the people that helps to interpret the artifacts that we have and to communicate those uh, insights to a variety of different audiences. And it's not hyperbole to say we have the world's greatest collection, biggest collection of espionage and intelligence-related artifacts. And I'm very proud and humbled and honoured to have the job of helping to try to communicate them to other people. And if you don't believe if you don't believe me on the collection, look at the Guinness Records book because it's in there. Amazing. <laughs> well and so you I believe started the your role there during the pandemic, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually a year ago today. So it's quite fitting that we are speaking. That's me being here. This is my one year anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. (laughs) What a year to start. So the biggest collection uh, in the Guinness World of uh, Book of World Records, people. So go check that out. So tell us uh, a little bit about what interested you in sort of the topic topics of espionage, spy, intelligence, um, sort of the historical piece of that. What interested you? Sure. Yeah. Two, two main things. I think, I think initially when I was a, a, a young boy, I was one of those kids that was never away from the local library. So I remember getting a book out on uh, the tradecraft of espionage and I had a copy of the Jaws novel and I remember cutting out uh, an insert you know where you it was like a secret compartment and then I taped it all up and then I learned other other things like you open a drawer and then underneath with a bit of pencil make a mark and then when you come back you can tell if someone's been opening or closing your drawer so so as a young boy, I was running a, a counterintelligence operation against my parents. Um, so that was the, that was the first one. Um, and then as an adult, 
Uh, I was in the Royal Air Force. Uh, I've done a number of different things over the past 20 years. Uh, one of them was being in the Royal Air Force. 9-11 happened. I was in a military intelligence section. Uh, I felt like an actor in a play, but I didn't really fully understand the plot or not as much as I wanted to. So I went back to school. But it can be traced back to that military intelligence section. Uh, and when I was there, there were other intelligence agencies there. There were other countries that were involved. Um, it was quite an interesting and dynamic place to work. And for that job, I went through uh, a clearance process that many of your listeners will be uh, familiar with or will be anticipating in the future. Sure. I, I think one of the most... Uh, for me, one of the coolest pieces would be that interagency collaboration and working with different countries and the diplomacy there and the different intelligence agencies sharing information. And so, yeah, very, very cool. So going through a security clearance, was was that through the Royal Air Force? That was through the Royal Air Force, yeah. So what is that, is the process sort of similar to the, uh, to the U.S. military or are there some differences? Uh, I haven't went through the one in the States, but I can tell you a little bit more about the one that I went through. Sure. Um, lots of paperwork, mm. lots of interviews, uh, not just of me, but of, you know, the person that ran the youth club when I was, when I was uh, a young boy, those sorts of things. So you know, the usual things, looking at my finances, looking at my past history, looking at, um, you know, my, you know, whether or not everything added up properly uh, with regards to me. Uh, and I'm very thankful I came through the process and, and had that position because that is directly related to me being here at the International Spy Museum. Sure. Lots of paperwork, lots of fun questions to answer about yourself <laughs> so very cool so uh, tell us uh, give us an overview of the new pop-up exhibit highlighting the national security agency again it's almost your last chance to visit so everyone should check it out but tell us a little bit about it absolutely so the clock is counting down uh, so try to get yourself <laughs> over to the international spy museum and see this pop-up exhibit um it's you know, without a shadow of a doubt for me, it's fantastic. These artifacts are just incredible. I mean, I'm talking like artifacts that are involved in some of the biggest historical events in the past 500 years. So, for example, we have the purple analog number one, which for uh, the average person, it's basically something that was used to crack the Japanese diplomatic code in the run-up to Pearl Harbor. Um, so that's one of the artifacts we have. We have the only one of its kind in the world, a B-series Enigma machine, which was, uh, we believe was used by the Nazi High Command. We have uh, one of my personal favourites is a Comanche codebook. So people will be familiar with the, the Wind Talkers, the, the Navajo and the Pacific Theatre. What's maybe less well known as the, the Comanche code talkers in the European theatre. Uh, and a number of them were on the beaches in D-Day uh, on, on the first day in Normandy. So there's just these incredible artefacts and they're linked up to incredible stories. 
Uh, and just one more, we've got this depth analyzer, which basically, to cut a long story short, it was used to crack the Japanese naval code, which helped a smaller and less experienced US Navy defeat the Japanese at the Battle of Midway. So we're talking about amazing artifacts that are caught up in fascinating stories. Amazing pieces of world history. So uh, probably a great place to take the kids as well. Am I right? Yeah, great place to take the kids. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, kids love the spy museum i mean i'm a good example like uh, as a kid that book on tradecraft i mean who doesn't love a good spy story or who doesn't love to learn more about the gadgets the people the stories involved in the world of international intelligence and espionage sure so speaking of gadgets uh well this is a two-part question so do you have sort of within Hollywood, obviously a lot of the spy stories are going to be embellished, but do you have a favorite Hollywood spy actor, espionage, secret squirrel? Who's your fave? Okay. That's a good question, actually. Um, I mean, I think most recently I've really enjoyed Benedict Cumberbatch and the imitation game and also in The Courier which we at the Spy Museum, we recently had a program on the courier. Um, so I, I think that he's been knocking it out of the park in, in terms of portraying people that are caught up in the world of intelligence and espionage. And he's obviously a very talented actor. And I think that he's done a really great job in those two recent spy movies. Okay. And so second part to the question, uh, I'd love to hear within the entire International Spy Museum, what is your favorite place slash what is your favorite sort of gadget that you could share with the audience today? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think it, ch- it changes depending on the day and the month. But one of the favorites that, that I really love is a silver cigar box. So besides the fact that I'm partial to a stogie myself, um, th- it's the story behind a cigar box. So and back in 1917, 1918, there was a British diplomat called Bruce Lockhart, and he was the British ambassador to the Bolshevik Revolution. But what the subplot to this is, he was also caught up in a plot to try to uh, overthrow the, Bol- the Bolshevik regime. Um, and this plot, the Lockhart plot, not many pieces of evidence exist to prove that it went on. But this cigar box is from one of his main accomplices, a guy called Sidney Riley, the so-called Ace of Spies. And this cigar box, it says along the lines of, in memory of the events that we took we took part in in Moscow in 1918. So that cigar box can take you back you know, to me, these artifacts, sometimes it's like a way to time travel. You just take a moment, be still, think about the artifact, go back to where it was, and you can go back to a different place in time. And think about that, the Bolshevik Revolution. So if the Bolshevik Revolution uh, hadn't been successful, the whole history of the 20th century could have been different. So this cigar box is just, to me, it's very special. And it's not one that many people spend a lot of time at, 
Um, but it's really, really special. And spoken like a true historian, tra- time traveling because of this artifact. But you're, it's so true. You know, the some of these events, uh, I think, especially some of the maybe not well-known events to the general public or folks who aren't as versed in uh, sort of the spy knowledge, um, history could have looked or, you know, the future could have looked uh, a ton different. So uh, tell us any other special uh, programming pop-up exhibits that you could tease to today for our audience. Yeah, we always have just amazing programs taking place. Our adult education team and youth education team are phenomenal. Uh, the adult education team next week, we have a program on uh, the rise and fall of Osama bin Laden. So just before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, they've always got great programs going on. Youth education, uh, tomorrow we've got a teacher's workshop looking at 9-11 and the intelligence angle. So we are constantly finding ways to connect the past and the present by using our collection and using our specialized knowledge in this area. So, so those are two of the things that are going on. Uh, and further down the line, we're working on some uh, future temporary exhibits. But, you know, the museum's only been open a couple of years. We were open, we were going gangbusters, and then the pandemic began. Uh, but we're back open again. So many listeners, many people out there won't have engaged with our core historical uh, permanent exhibition, please come and see it. There's amazing stories there. Years of work and thought uh, went into creating all of this. Everything was thought through, the space, the artifacts, the stories, how they link up to bigger themes. So please come, you'll find amazing gadgets, amazing stories, uh, and you'll come away a little bit more enlightened about the world of intelligence and espionage. Sure. And especially our young adults out there, or Gen Z, who may be interested in national security careers or any of this secret squirrel stuff, um, you know, coming up on the uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11, uh, it, it, it may be a good time to, you know, learn a little bit about, you know, around the time when you were born, what was happening in the world. Um, especially the intelligence piece, you know, sort of what the world looked like. Hindsight is a little bit 2020 when it comes to that event, but um, that that's uh, I know I know a lot of programming going on, especially in the in the national capital region. Well, excellent. So last, well, yeah, maybe the last question. Uh, so uh, I always love to highlight other podcasts. Uh, the International Spy Museum has their own uh, spy cast. And you're the host. So tell us, favorite episodes, any coming up that folks should really keep their eyes peeled for? Yeah. Um, so SpyCast, it's been running for 15 years, which in podcasting terms is like, you know, back to the time of the pyramids. <laughs> so it's been, it's been there a long time. We're coming up on our 15th anniversary. We're coming up on our... 500th episode so there's a lot of episodes to choose from in the past year i really loved the we had an episode on juneteenth um, and we had three african-americans talking about uh, an african-american spy from american history i 
you know, as a as a host, but also as a listener, I really appreciated what our guests had to say there. Coming up for 9-11, we've actually got a, a sort of mini special where we're going to drop a podcast based on an interview with each of the presidential daily briefers for George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, and Dick Cheney's uh, advisor, Scooter Libby. So they're all going to be coming out uh, very soon. So, yeah, we've got we've got a huge back catalogue. If anybody's, uh, you know, if you're in prison or if you're, like, really, uh, you know, looking for something that's going to take you months to do, we've got a huge back catalogue. But um, those are some of my recent favourites. Some of the older favourites are... There's one episode where the various historians and curators before me talk about their favourite artefact. So that's another one that I particularly enjoyed as a listener. Wow, tons to listen to. Uh, Prison or if we go back into quarantine, you have some options. I'm really interested to hear the uh, advisors to that administration. Um, That's going to be a really interesting episode, I'm sure. Um, so a lot of stuff to look forward to. Well, any, uh, secret squirrel. So our mascot is a secret squirrel. If you're not aware, that's why I keep saying secret squirrel. We have a ton of swag. <laughs> you are looking for some secret squirrel merch, but any, um, knowledge you want to hit our secret squirrels that are listening with as we close out. Uh, do you just mean more generally? Yeah. Tell us. To... Yeah. Tell sure. us any, any secret, just any facts you want to leave us with. Sure. Um, well, one of the things that I studied once upon a time was the Soviet-Afghan war. So Afghanistan, obviously, this that's, that war, that post-9-11 war has now finished. Um, I guess one thing that I would encourage uh, viewers and listeners to do is to look at some of the analogies between the Soviet drawdown in Afghanistan in 1989 and what's happening now Um, and with historical analogies there's always like ways that you can you know be lazy and 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 not um think through the 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 similarities and the differences properly but i think that that will be quite instructive for a lot of people just to just do a little bit of research look at the soviet experience in afghanistan the soviet drawdown in afghanistan and then compare that to the american one uh, and Listeners and viewers can draw their own conclusions. And just to close out, longest war in the history of the United States, Afghanistan. Longest war in the history of the Soviet Union, Afghanistan. Well, and in today's world where everybody thinks they're a uh, geopolitical guru, uh, they need to actually do their research. So, yes, very, very great point, Andrew. Everyone, this is Andrew Hammond. He is the curator and historian at the International Spy Museum. So go check out their latest pop-up exhibit. It ends September 30th, so go. It's highlighting the National Security Agency and some of their really cool artifacts. And to learn more intelligence breaking news, other spy history 